Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm your host, Katie Chesney, and you're listening to I Want to Be A, a show where we walk our starry-eyed job seekers through the reality of how to get their dream jobs or careers. And today we're going to be taking an in-depth look at the position of a museum curator. And these individuals are behind the scenes keeping the museum running. They do everything from obtaining artifacts and exhibits to arranging those exhibits and much more. And joining us today is Monica Obniski, and she is the Demer Curator of 20th and 21st Century Design at the Milwaukee Art Museum. Monica, what attracted you to this industry? Well, I know that I've always loved art, and I guess what the kind of first love of mine was really architecture. Mm-hmm. I like to tell the story about how when I was in high school, I had this history teacher. I always had a, had, a, had a kind of knack for history, memorizing dates and kind of telling stories around objects. And I also made art, but I wasn't really very good at it. So okay. my um, history teacher kind of knew that I had this you know, had this fondness for art. And she said, well, what about if you put the the two interests together? If you kind of took, you know, what you were passionate about, which was telling stories and um, introducing people to, to art objects and combine that with your kind of, you know, your ability to recall dates and, and to kind of weave stories together? And what if you kind of brought those two together? And, you know, when you're in high school, you really don't realize that art history is a discipline that is really available. And Mm -hmm. so she was really the first person that kind of introduced me to that. And, you know, then it's really in college that you start to take those more official classes. And I'd say it was in college then that I started doing internships. And I did my first internship actually at the Art Institute of Chicago. um, And I interned in an education department in museum education. And I did tours because that was something that I was really passionate about. Again, being able to tell people stories about the artworks. And I really liked having that connection with people. And after doing that internship, I thought, oh, this is really nice. I, I could, you know, see myself kind of using art as a way to educate people. And then there was another opportunity, um, again, at the Art Institute to work in a curatorial department. And it was really that um, internship that kind of turned it around for me. And I realized that it was at that point that I wanted to be a curator. Mm-hmm. So when you were in college, I see that you got a Bachelor of Arts in Art History. So is that kind of how you get a starting point in this industry of becoming a museum curator? Or can you really just get a bachelor's in anything and then maybe specialize later on with a master's or a PhD? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it depends. I think every field is different. I know in my particular area, decorative arts and design, that most people come at it from an art history, from a foundation in art history. Mm -hmm. But that's not, um, it's not unusual, um, you know, if you you just like history, for example, or I've known people to come at the field from an English background. It's really more about being able to read and write well Mm -hmm. and being able to kind of express yourself and communicate effectively. And I think all of those can be taught in in various fields, you know, obviously the humanities. So art history, I don't think one needs to necessarily have a bachelor's. It just 
makes it a little bit easier later on when you're applying to graduate schools, because that's really the kind of next step that one needs to take. So to be a curator, you really, you should have a master's. I know that you're going for your PhD. So can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, when you were getting your master's and when you decided to go for your PhD, how that really impacted your ability to get to the, this end point of being a curator? So when I, was a, when I was a senior doing this internship, the then curator that I was working for really helped me decide on a graduate program. And I was really fortunate and was able to go to the Bard Graduate Center in New York and focused on decorative arts and design history. Having that master's degree was really important in helping me get my first job out of graduate school, which was as a research assistant in the American Decorative Arts Department at the Metropolitan Museum. And I worked there for a few years before coming back to Chicago and actually resuming work at the Art Institute. And it was really quite a kind of full circle experience because I was able to ultimately go back in the same department that I interned for when I was an undergrad. And I ultimately became that assistant curator of American Decorative Arts. But it was while I was at the Art Institute that I decided to continue my education and to kind of go forward um, and get a PhD. And it's not really necessary in the field. I find a lot of people have, you know, some people have PhDs and some people just have master's degrees. And it really, you know, depends on the size of the institution, depends on the field. So that part isn't isn't necessarily a um, requirement. So would you say that internships are kind of really necessary to your success long-term with your career, especially when you're going through your bachelor's and your master's, really trying to figure out where you want to specialize and what you want to do as far as being a curator, because it just seems like there's a wealth of opportunities for what you could specialize in. I think internships are an incredibly critical part of not only the graduate school process, but also then actually getting a job. I found in my through my own personal experience that actually the jobs that I was able to get were all based on either internships that I had, so direct kind of promotes, or internships that I had had kind of led me to, you know, to, to kind of growing my network mm-hmm. and allow, you know, allowed me to kind of make calls through that network to find out about other opportunities. And yes, internships in undergrad, internships in graduate school, even when you're out of school, um, because of course the job force these days, you know, is obviously very limited. Mm -hmm. And so any way of getting in the door, I think is really important. And so if you can do it as an intern and then really prove yourself indispensable, you know, I think frequently, you know, an opportunity might be able to materialize. Now, can you just become a curator right away after you have your master's, or is it something that you really have to work up to? Because I, I see that you are a research associate and then you're an assistant curator, and now you are a curator for the Milwaukee Art Museum. Is that a pretty common career path, or is it really just dependent on how the, the chips fall? The particular path that I took was one that was really predicated on the size of the institutions. So when you work at a larger institution like the Metropolitan or like the Art Institute, you know, there's a huge hierarchy. So there are a lot of kind of rungs on on the ladder that you have to climb. Whereas in smaller institutions, one might not not necessarily need to do the whole research assistant, research associate, Mm -hmm. assistant curator, so on and so forth. It just depends on the size of the institution. Although I will say that it's pretty unusual to come right out of graduate school and 
become a curator. Um, they're usually, you know, there usually is some sort of intermediate step, but, um, you know, it's not, it's not unheard of, but mm-hmm. it's just unusual. Now, can you walk us through what you do on a day-to-day basis at the Milwaukee Art Museum as the curator there for the 20th and 21st century design? Well, I've only been on the job for a month. so um, <laughs> It's still new. <laughs> it's still brand new. I don't think I can be extremely representative, but um, I will say that one of the most exciting parts of, of being a curator is that actually no day is the same. No mm-hmm. two days are the same. I like to say that we all have a lot of irons in the fire. You're working on a lot of different things at the same time, and you're just trying to, you know, like any job, everyone has deadlines, and you're just trying to make those deadlines. And so, you know, on any given day, we all have X amount of meetings, and then you get to work on the fun stuff. And so for me, the fun stuff includes working on collection building and acquisitions, in the case of the of the design collection at the Milwaukee Art Museum, what I'm doing right now is trying to get a sense of what's in my collection. Mm-hmm. And right now, it's a really exciting time to be at the Milwaukee Art Museum because the building um, is undergoing a reinstallation. And so all the curators are being given the kind of time and space to rethink the collection. It's extremely exciting because I get to look at what's, you know, do a kind of deep dive into the vast holdings and try to come up with a new or interesting story, a new way of presenting the the works here. And the kind of compendium part of that is what other things do we need to be able to tell that story better? And so, you know, over the course of the next few years, I hope to, you know, bring in some interesting other acquisitions to kind of better tell the story of 20th and 21st century design at the Milwaukee Art Museum. Yeah, that's, um, I guess, one kind of aspect. Another aspect is exhibitions, right? Okay. Uh, curators put on exhibitions. And so one of the things that I'm working on now is, you know, really thinking about the types of exhibitions that I want to bring to the Milwaukee Art Museum and kind of working with colleagues at various institutions to think about really new and interesting ideas. And so I can't really share any of those right now, but <laughs> That's um, all right. Yeah, as, as I like to tell people, stay tuned because exciting things are coming. <laughs> now, what would you say are some skills that are really essential to having a successful career as a museum curator? It seems like you're juggling a lot of different tasks. You're also working internally with your um, peers and your associates, but you're also working externally with individuals from other institutions. So would you say that, you know, collaboration and communication are some big ones? Oh, yes. Um, You have hit, you've hit probably four or five of the major ones. Absolutely. Um, I think you have to be, you have to be open to communicate with, um, with everybody, right? Not just on your team, but also, I should say, not just on your team internally at the museum, but also, you know, your donors, and then colleagues at other institutions, and just be a kind of a good spokesperson for the institution, a kind of general ambassador. I think you also have to be kind of, I guess, discreet okay. about certain things and know when, know when it's appropriate to talk about certain issues and, and when, when it's not. I think pragmatically, you have to, um, as I mentioned really early on, I think you have to be able to communicate well not just verbally, but also in, in the written form, a lot of what curators do is write. Okay. <laughs> and so if you didn't like writing in school, you're probably not going to like this job. Because, um, <laughs> you know, it, and it's stuff from, you know, when you go to a museum, the, when you read the kind of label on the, of the object, you know, it's from the kind of small 
to the larger vision for, again, for collection building or for exhibitions. Or, you know, it's, it might be kind of collaborating with the grant writers and trying to get um, a grant proposal out, and you have to provide the content for that. I also think it, it helps to be very flexible mm-hmm. and just have a friendly disposition because it gets you a long way to not be kind of obstructionist and just try to make the best out of bad situations. Now, what would you say is something that you absolutely love about your career and it just makes it, you know, when you wake up in the morning, it's the first thing that you think about that you just can't wait to do? I love the things. I mean, it's, things. it's what I, yeah, it's what I, what I go back to. And I know that's the most, well, seemingly ineloquent way of, of talking about objects, but it's the stuff. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's actually being able to, I mean, right now, because I'm in this kind of process of thinking about the collection, what I'm most excited about beyond conceptualizing it is actually getting into storage and seeing some of the things or getting into some of the homes of the private collectors who have works in the vicinity of the Milwaukee Art Museum and being able to see those things because it's really, you know, that's what is most exciting is to be able to actually view the work and then to try to come up with a way to convey my excitement to other people Mm -hmm. um, on why this is a really important thing and why we should care about it. So on the flip side of this, what are some things that you find maybe extremely challenging or you just dislike about the position and everything that goes along with it? I'd say, and and I don't think this is necessarily just being a curator or just within an art museum. I think it's really symptomatic of larger institutions, you know, corporate America. You know, I think anytime you have a staff of you know, I don't know, over 100 people, you come across this, you know, being able to navigate personalities. I think that's probably, I think that's probably the most challenging part of most people's work day. Mm -hmm. And again, to go back to your skills question, I think if you have the right mentality, you can get, you can get through it. Very well said. And if you had to do this all over again, would you choose to go along the same path or would you have made any changes along the way? Oh, gosh, no. I think I have been extremely fortunate. I think part of my success, um, if I can call it that, has been a combination of really dogged perseverance, but Mm -hmm. also kind of right place, right time, a little bit of luck sprinkled in there. And if I had the opportunity to do it again, if everything kind of lined up the way that it has, I absolutely would. I mean, I feel extremely lucky um, most days when I wake up. As we're looking to wrap up the show today, I was just wondering if you were in the shoes of the job seeker, someone just starting their career out, what advice would you give them on being successful in this industry? Be flexible, be willing to do just about anything in terms of, you know, getting that internship that you want, and also have a game plan. I mean, I think it's important to to understand where you want to be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, and to try to map that out and understand where you need to be next year in relation to where you want to be in the future and try to make that happen for yourself. And with that said, we will wrap up today's show on I Want to Be A. So thank you for joining us, Monica, and sharing your experience and expert advice. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much. And to find more employment-related shows like this one, head over to aljanradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, do send our team an email at aljanradio at localjobnetwork.com or send us a tweet on Twitter at the LJN. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I wish you the best of luck. 